Okay, so first of all, today's learning should be L'Zeichen Nishmas Rochel Bas Chaim Um So just a you know quick, just a quick explanation about you know what we're doing over here. Um, in addition to the Shirim at night, I think it's a nice thing if we could have a little bit of learning during the day. Um, and one o'clock to one thirty will be a hard stop at one thirty because uh, we all gotta you know go back to our lives. Um, so. The idea is to go through a safer. I'll try to go through it as straight as I can without jumping around. And out of all the people, out of all the, you know, the G'dayli Yisrael to learn, I know Gavin and I have spoken about this in the past, but learning the morale. The morale is very, very important. The morale is, he obviously predates Hasidus. He was in the 1600s. But the morale was a great thinker and a revolutionizer. And his ideas, a lot of his ideas, you'll actually you'll be familiar with a lot of his ideas you'll be familiar with based on concepts that we've talked about because it's like the foundations of a little bit the foundations of Hasidus. You know, there's a, the, the Balatanya in his Akdama to Sefer Atanya, he writes that he based his he based his ideas in addition to the Balshemtiv based on Alpi Seifrim Usfarim. Seifrim and Svarim. Seifrim and Svarim meaning different authors there's a Kabbalah going back to the Tzemach Tzedek that that was referring to the, the, the Shlo HaKadosh and the Maral. So the foundations of Chassidus, of Chabad Chassidus is really based on the Torah of the Maral. So this Sefer that you have in front of you, I, I sent out a link. Uh, I won't do it every single time. It's the same link you just downloaded. It's the whole Sefer from Hebrew books. It's called Netzach Yisrael of the Maral. Now, there are different versions. I sent out the version. This is Rev Hartman. It's it's a blue set of Svarim. Again, I sent out the link. It's on Hebrew books. I like it. The top is the Maral, and that's why he's going to fly through pages, because it's not a lot written on the top. And on the bottom, he adds Pirushim. Mostly what he does is he finds uh, the Maral, a lot of times, says very similar things throughout his different Svarim. So he'll take you know pieces from the Maral in different Svarim and put it on the page. But we'll run through it together. The Sefer Netzach Yisrael is dealing primarily, the content of the Sefer is dealing with Mashiach. Mashiach, what the world will be like, Geula, redemption. All the things related to that concept from the Maral is found in Netzach Yisrael. So let's start with Perak Aleph. Perak Aleph in the files on Hebrew books, I think it's page 40. But it's Perak Aleph, it's right after, there's a very short Akhtam, we're going to start with Perak Aleph. Perak Aleph is where the Maral, we're not going to go through the whole Perak today, Maybe you finish it Bezash on Thursday. But Perak Aleph is where the Maral addresses how to begin talking about redemption. And part of the beauty of the Maral is that everything he says is no flaw. It's the Maral. It's the foundations of Yiddishkeit. He says like this, If you want to understand anything properly, says the Maral, you have to see its opposite. You have to see the opposite. If you want to understand what good is, you have to have seen evil. Only then could you fully appreciate what toiv is, is when you see ra. You sort of see this in the world, that you don't really appreciate what you have until it's taken away. You don't understand good until you see evil. kol hadvarim. This is true with everything in life. Nikna hayedia behem menahepech. You will only understand something if you understand its opposite. Kimin mara hashachar, only after seeing black, yocholadas mara halavan, you'll only then understand what white is, shu which is the opposite. V'chein kol and this is a rule of life, the maral a lot of times will tell us rules, 
rules of existence. The rule of existence is you will only understand something if you've seen its opposite. From something, you could see 180 degrees. That's how you understand something properly, by seeing its opposite. And this is a universal fact. It's two sides of one coin. Now, by the way, this is even from a halachic perspective. To fully appreciate good, you have to see evil. There's a halacha that you're supposed to uh, do your best to see a king. So, it's Gemara and Brachas. That is a mitzvah to see a king. Now, why is it a mitzvah to see a king? So, Rashi tells us, Rashi explains the Gemara and Brachas, because when Mashiach comes, you'll only appreciate Mashiach if you've seen Putin. You'll only appreciate a real king if you've seen what a non-real king is. That's part of this concept. So what does it have to do with how he introduces the Sefer? So it says the Maral, and therefore, using this concept, that to understand something, you have to see its opposite. This explains how we begin the Haggadah. On the Seder night, that you're supposed to begin the Haggadah. The whole Indian of the Seder night is to talk about the redemption of Klal Yisrael. And how do we start the redemption of Klal Yisrael? By saying, by describing how we were originally slaves. Why is that essential? Why is that necessary to understand, uh, you know, Geula? Why do you have to first talk about Avadim Hayinu? Why is it that you have to begin describing our exile? If you want to understand our redemption, that's not the whole Indian. The whole Indian of the Seder night is to talk about Geula. So talk about Geula. But says the Maral, Because as he said, you will only understand properly redemption if you understand what exile is and then you could say this is how terrible it was and now you understand that it's so different but you only appreciate how different it is until it's taken away remember there was a lady from hashivenu that she was telling me that she was going through a problem that she couldn't go to the bathroom properly she had medical issues that she couldn't go to the bathroom and she said she's never understood ashayatza before because you only understand uh, redemption if you describe Exile. So says the Maral, and therefore the Indian of the Seder night, which is to truly appreciate Geula, you have to describe Golas first. Avadimayinu. It's not, you know, it's not like part, of, it's part of the story. And therefore says the Maral, because the purpose of this entire Sefer is to talk about redemption, to talk about Mashiach, and to talk about what the world will be, therefore you cannot do that properly. We have to begin talking about Golis and Churban. And that's why the beginning of the Sefer, the Maral, he'll talk about Golis, talk about Churban, but says the Maral, that's because that's all part of that picture. You can't understand what Mashiach is like if you don't understand what Golis is like. Because only through understanding Golis, only through describing true exile, will you then appreciate what we're waiting for. And again, I don't, I don't need to harp on it, the last few months has sort of reminded you of what the world what the world really is. Um, I, I'm looking through my notes on years past, and a lot of the speeches that I would give is about difficulty, and I would always describe, you know, like, not wanting to get out of bed to go to chakras. That was what I, you think difficult. And then you're reminded of what difficult really is. But only going through these last few months, when it's, you know, when Sholem Ba'artzacha, when there's real peace, then you'll appreciate it, because you've seen 
a lack of peace. So says the morale, and therefore, in order to explain Gula, you have to understand Golus. In order to understand Golus, you then have to begin by describing what led to Golus. So we're going to have to describe what leads to Golus, then to describe Golus, and then ultimately we'll come out with a fully a full appreciation of Gula. That is the first reason, says the Maral, of why we're starting the Sefer to talk about Golis, because only through the darkness will you then appreciate light. But says the Maral, it's actually deeper than this. And that's a, this is a very beautiful first parak. but says the Maral, Oid sheish levar inyin The truth is, there's a second reason of why we need to talk about Golis, and not just so that practically you'll appreciate Gula, because you'll talk about how all the freedoms were taken away, and then you'll appreciate when the freedoms are given back to you. It's more than this. Says the Maral, Ki ha-golos ba'atzmoi hu-raya v'hoichocha berura al ha-gula. It's not just that speaking about golos will allow you to appreciate gula, it's more than this. Golos itself is the greatest proof that gula will come. What do I mean? He says like this, V'zeh ki ein sofik. It's 100% clear, Ki ha-golos hu shinoi v'yetziya min that Golis is unnatural. He's going to describe in this parak going through aspects of Yiddishkeit, aspects of Klal Yisrael, and showing how Golis itself, the state of Golis, is an unnatural state. It's an unnatural setting. And by the, by the rules of nature, things that are unnatural will not last. You could take a polar bear and you could put him in the, in the Savannah Desert, in the, in the Sahara Desert, it will not last that long. He could stay there for a short period of time, but that's not his place. And over time, the unnatural setting will end. So says the Maral, the Indian of speaking about Golis is because when you realize how crazy Golis is, I've mentioned this in the past, the Lubavitcher Rebbe described, the, explained that the famous Pasuk in, in, in Tehillim, that V'shuv Hashem Eshiv Asiyon that Dabra describes Golis as being like a dream. In what aspect is Golis dreamlike? So the Rebbe writes in Asicha that the aspect of Golis that's dreamlike is that in a dream you have crazy things happening. Just crazy stuff. And you're flying and you're speaking Chinese, but you don't speak Chinese. But says the Rebbe, it's crazy, but it doesn't even bother you. It's so crazy and you're so in it that you're just used to it. The truth is, but when you take a step back, says the Maral, and you look at Golis with an objective view, and you look at what Klal Yisrael should be and what they are, you'll see it's unnatural. And unnatural things cannot last. Now what's unnatural about Golis? It says the Maral, there's three aspects. Let's go with the first one. Shashem Yisbaruch Seder Kol Uma B'mekoyma Haruyala. In the pages, we've gone to the second page. Uh, we keep going on the pages. This is Daf Tes in the Maral that I sent out. Says the Maral, HaKadosh Baruch who created the world in such a way that everything has its place, has its habitat. Animals have their natural habitat. Everything has their place. So says the Maral, And this is one of the themes of this first parak of the Maral is that HaKadosh Baruch who created the world with a natural order. And Klal Yisrael are not going to be treated worse than the natural order. And the natural order of things is that every people, every person has their place. Every animal has their setting. And therefore, because every animal has their setting and has their habitat, 
Kalal Yisrael also has our natural habitat. What is the natural habitat of Kalal Yisrael? Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is our place. That's where we're supposed to be. V'hagolus min mekoimam, and sending Kalal Yisrael out of our place, who shinoi v'yitzi legamri. That was an unnatural existence. Kalal Yisrael, the same way every animal has their habitat, Kalal Yisrael has our habitat, and that's Eretz Yisrael. And taking Kalal Yisrael out of Eretz Yisrael is an unnatural existence. V'chol advarim, and this is a rule, kashahem yoitzi memakim tivi, that if you take something and take it out of its natural setting, v'hem chutzlem koimam, and you put them out of their habitat, e'in lehem amida b'makam ativi, tivi lehem, they cannot last. It cannot be long term. Hashem created the world in such a way that it's a law of nature that things return back to where they're supposed to be, naturally gravitating back to their home. That is the, the way Hashem created the world. And says the Maral, had things, if things could stay in their non-natural habitat, then the unnatural would become natural, which is impossible. Says the Maral, it is impossible to make something unnatural natural. You can't do that. All, all, you can't force something that doesn't work. I'll talk about this on Shabbos a little bit. You'll see that that means that the way Torah mitzvahs, Torah mitzvahs is natural. You can't force something that's not natural to become natural. Even from the process of conversion. Conversion is not taking a non-Jew and forcing them to be a Jew. That's impossible. As the Chedar writes, it's Gershon is Geyer. It's not, it's a Koton Shen is Gadel, right? It's a child that became older. So it should be Goyshen is Geyer. It should be a non-Jew that converts. But what does the Gemara describe it? Gershon is Geyer. So says the Chidah, a convert is a non-Jew who was born with a Jewish soul. And therefore, on the contrary, conversion is the most natural thing. Because says the Maral, there's a rule of nature. You cannot force something to be unnatural long term. Because if you do that, then the unnatural will become natural, which is an impossibility. And he says, I'll give you an example. Moshe. I'll give you an example. What's a Moshe? We all know, and this is one of the, probably this is where the Balatanya got it. The Balatanya famously, one of the most famous prokim in Tanya in Perakutes, the Balatanya writes, Ner Hashem Nishmas Adam, that the soul of a man is like a fire. In what way is the soul like a flame? So says the Balatanya in the following way. We all know that whenever you have a candle or a fire, it always points up. You could turn, says the Maral, the candle to the bottom, to the side. The flame will always point up. Why? Because whatever this means, the source of all fire is found in Shamayim. Shamayim, heaven, is a combination of Esh and Mayim. And therefore, the source of all heaven, of all fire is found in heaven. Whatever that means, the source of flame is above. And therefore, all flames, says the Maral, will always be pointed up. You could try to point a flame downward, and maybe you'll be able to do it for a few moments, but at some point it will go back. So says the Maral, so too it is with matter, with land. The place of matter, because of the gravitational pull, the earth state is, is on the floor. Imagine if you tried to force earth to be in the sky. Try to force it to levitate. It's an impossibility. And it will naturally, the laws of nature is that it will go back to its natural place. And if you were to be able to do it long term, then the heaven would be its natural place, which it isn't. And therefore, says the Maral, the most unnatural aspect of Gullus 
is Klal Yisrael to be out of their home. Therefore, the reason why, says the Maral, it is essential to learn about Golas is not just because then you'll appreciate Gula, but that itself is the greatest proof of Gula. Because the more you describe how unnatural it is, you realize that unnatural existence cannot last. And at some point it will go back. Klal Yisrael will go back home. I, I mentioned, I, I gave a shir on this one. It's a very fascinating Torah of uh, Rav Wolfson. Rav Wolfson in the Sefer Tzien Ve'ereha describes why is it that Klal Yisrael, their place is Eretz Yisrael? Why is it that we're naturally drawn to Eretz Yisrael? And as the Maral says, it's our habitat, so to speak. And over time, we're just drawn back to that place, and we can't stay in Chutz La'aretz forever. So the, uh, the Rav Wolfson describes, he quotes a Yushalmi, a Yushalmi in, uh, in Shavuos, and the truth is, it's, uh, it's also a Gemara Sanhedrin. The Gemara Sanhedrin says, we know that the soul of Klal Yisrael was found in Adam Arishan. Where did Adam Arishan come from? So it came from the dirt. Right? Hashem took from the ground to make Adam. Where was that ground from? So says the Gemara, the head of Adam Arishan, which Apida Arizal is where Klal Yisrael comes from, the head of Adam Arishan came from the Makam Amikdash, from the Mizbeach. The body of Adam Arishan, which is where the non-Jewish nations come from, came from Chutzlaretz. The reason why Klal Yisrael is so drawn to Eretz Yisrael is because that's where we originally came from. Even before Avram Avinu, says Rav Wolfson, the soul of Klal Yisrael, which is found within Adam Arishan, was formed on the Mokam HaMizbeach, and therefore the rest of history is just going back to your natural habitat, naturally where you came from. So the first aspect of what is unique about Golus, and that it's so strange, and like he said, it's not just, oh, it's unnatural. Unnatural things cannot last. Is the first is that Klal Yisrael has no place. We're outside of our home. Secondly, we'll keep going. We're not going to be able to finish. Like I said, it's going to be one thirty a hard stop because we all go back to work, um, and we'll continue Bez Hashem on Thursday. The first aspect, So the morale just finishes this thought. Therefore, because the natural place of Klal Yisrael is in Eretz Yisrael, if Klal Yisrael were to stay in Chutzlar, it's forever, which is not our place, our place naturally, our place where we're able to breathe, our place where we're able to feel comfortable is in Eretz Yisrael. If we were to stay in Chutzlar, it's forever, if we say there, Hametzias, Hashem created the world in such a way that Klal Yisrael should be in Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, if we stay in Chutz La'aretz, like the morale is explaining, every animal has their place and every human being should have their place. Every Every aspect of existence has their place. So therefore, if Klai Yisrael were to stay in Chutzlar, it's forever. Then all of a sudden, Chutzlar would become our place, which is an impossibility. Because only things that are natural can last forever. Because Hashem created in the, in the world in such a way that it's supposed to last forever. And therefore, Klai is supposed to be in, in Eretz Yisrael forever. And therefore, to say that Klai Yisrael should stay unnaturally in Chutzlar, it's forever. That would be Hashem create, breaking the rules of nature unnecessarily. Meaning, it's possible, of course, 
By the way, if there are questions, the, this text thing, I could always, after the recording, I could check it up. The point is, of course, it's possible that Hashem could break the rules of nature and say, you know what, Klal Yisrael, you're in Chutz Laaretz forever. But why would He do that? It's an unnecessary change. It's breaking the rules of nature. And therefore, the first aspect of Golis that's untenable, that shows that Geula is an inevitability, is Klal Yisrael being out of our home. Secondly, Secondly, says the Maral, in addition to being outside of our homeland, which is unnatural, the fact that Kla Yisrael is dispersed amongst the world is also unnatural. He says, Like he said, everything in existence goes back to you, back to your source, back to people that are similar. You see it with nature. You see, people are confu- people are complicated, and people a lot of times do evil things and do things in order to make themselves better. But look at animals. Animals are instinctual. Animals are basically the same way Hashem created the animals now as the way they were. Animals go in packs. They're always together. You don't see animals like Arif from the, from the Aseris HaMakis was a very strange thing. You have Klal Yisrael, that's one nation that has one soul that is different than the rest of the world, dispersed. So says the Maral, there is nothing more unnatural than the dispersion of Klal Yisrael. Kach it should make sense and it should be that all of the Jewish people should be together physically. I don't just mean, in addition to the fact that we should have achdus, you know, emotionally and spiritually, but physically we should be together. Says the Maral, this is clear to anyone who is a thinking person. That any time you have things that are similar, that are not just similar, exact, and not just exact, build off each other to make one big unit, they should be together. It doesn't make sense that you have, you know, that you have Greeks and you have Americans and Spanish people all mixed over. That doesn't make sense. They should be in their place. But Kavachaymer says the Maral, Pisa Yisrael bin Umay Sudar Yitzimateva. Klal Yisrael being dispersed throughout the world is a is 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 Kenegateva Shemeacha Shem Umaachas because we are one nation. Roy Shaoimdim Yachal Yisachot. We should be together spiritually, physically in one place. Kamoisha Timtsa Koladvar Matviim Ena Mechulakim Lishnayim. Apostle says all rivers go back to that ocean. They should have kibbutz goliath together. And that's part of the process. Part of the process, you know, as we're going to see, you have out of our place, dispersed throughout the world, and I don't want to spoil it, but for next time we're going to talk about how not just that, it's also being subjugated by other people. These are all very unnatural things. And part of the process of redemption is these is sort of the world going back to its place, its natural status. I don't necessarily believe that the Maral was describing that before Mashiach will come, these things will change. But it is an interesting thing that all of a sudden you have we're getting close on the majority of the Jewish people in Eretz Yisrael. You have the Jewish people going back to their place, having control. It's all very interesting that it's, I'm not saying it's part of the Gula process, because that's a very big debate, but it's definitely showing of, you know, it's sort of like a very, very empty picture of what the world will be like, which is Klal Yisrael together 
peacefully in Eretz Yisrael. And he says like this, And this is, he brings down on the bottom in number 23, that Rav Hartman writes that this is a Yisoid Godel, Yisoid Nafutz in the Sifrei Maral, that the Maral explained that the same way all nations are united by their nationality, they all have a uniqueness, that they're one in their nationality, Klal Yisrael is more one, because we are an extension of the one God. And therefore, if there would ever be a nation that should have achdus, if there would ever be a nation that should have not just achdus without fighting, but should be together physically, it should be Klal Yisrael. And therefore, says the Maral, understanding Golos, which is focusing on the fact that Klal Yisrael is dispersed throughout the world, and understanding that that's unnatural, and don't tell me, says the morale, that it's a punishment due to our sins, that, oh, it's unnatural, but we, we, we were punished. Because, says the morale, soif, soif, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it might be due to a sin, but it's unnatural. And as he says, it is impossibility for something unnatural to become natural. And therefore, Klal Yisrael being dispersed amongst the nations, and Klal Yisrael being out of our home, is the most negative thing for Klal Yisrael. It's, 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 it's not natural for us to not have our place, the same way everyone else in the world has their place. And everyone else that's similar is together. And therefore, Klal Yisrael being outside of Golis is unnatural, and it will not last. All of this is a temporary. It's temporary by its very nature, and learning about Golis itself proves the inevitability of Gula. And that's why it's important to focus on Golis, because Golis will prove, not just that it will lead to Gula, Golis itself is a proof of Gula. And the more we focus on, the more we realize that this cannot last. It's short term. Now, it's been way too long. It's been already come out 2,000 years, which is incredibly, incredibly long, but it's not a long-term solution. It's just been the solution for the last two days, but it is not a long-term solution. And ultimately, this all these things will fall apart and will lead to Klal Yisrael going back to their natural place, Mesachi together in Eretz Yisrael. Next time, Bez Hashem will continue with this. We're up to the Divrei Maschel Va'oid on Daf Yud Aleph. Shkayach for everyone for coming out, and we'll uh, we'll see each other on. Recording stop. We'll see each other on uh, Thursday.